in a world where everyone is looking for your money up front, doesn't it just make sense to check out a podcast that's looking to give you something for free? Like the music for your content and free music for your film and videos? Look no further. It's the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast. And I'm your host, Tim Kulig. Man, I've got, well, I'm, I'm going to try and hide it, but I have less energy than I've had the last seven episodes because I'm coming off of a half marathon run in Clearwater Beach this past weekend, and I, boy, are my legs still tired. Man, 13.1 miles is a long stretch, but uh, it was a lot of fun, and it's kind of part and parcel to the whole conversation I'm going to have tonight regarding staying motivated and keeping things interesting when your work starts to feel like a grind. Man, this is something that can be translated into any industry, whether you're an artist and composer, musician like myself, or you're in business, or you're a bus driver, you're a professional athlete, you're an editor, anything, anything at all, policeman, fireman, whatever, like eventually... At some points in your career, you just feel this feeling that things aren't as interesting as they used to be. You're like, every day doesn't feel like an adventure necessarily. If it does, listen, <laughs> kudos to you because you found some secret pill that makes every day as exciting as the last one, which, which is fantastic. But let's be honest, for most people, that's just not really the case. For most people, it's it's a grind some days. It really just is. Even if you love what you do, and you really should. You really should if you're going to do it for 40, 50 years. You know, you should love some part of it. But I thought this week I'd talk a little bit about ways to stay motivated, keep things interesting, and try to make it feel less like a grind, anything that you're doing. But I'm going to focus on what I do and what I'm trying to keep myself focused with when I feel like slipping into that place. So you can take whatever I say here and translate it into your own thing. Or if you're a content creator, this, this will, a lot of these things are going to translate just as well. All right. But the first thing I was going to talk about is uh, setting specific goals and milestones. Now, this is super important because I know there's plenty of times in my life and in my career where I have literally gotten some great ideas and I spitball them either with myself or with friends and family. And I talk a lot of the stuff and there's times I've never written it down. And I think that's a huge mistake because if if you want to know where you're going, you've got to lay out a plan and to lay out a plan, you've got to commit it to writing. So putting pen to paper, or let's be honest, I'm more of a digital person at this stage of my life. So putting things into some kind of contact thing on my computer or more like a calendar, you know, calendaring ideas, you know, calendaring ideas and milestones and, and things to do. Super important, super important. Um, it helps you be clear on your overarching objectives. Like, Where do you want this? Where do I want this podcast to go? Where do I want my musical career to go? 
you know, where, where, where do I see myself in six months, a year, three years, five years, you know, by the time I die, I mean, I'm, that sounds a little morbid, but you know, the truth is, is that, listen, if you don't have an idea, like a near mid and long-term goal or goals about what you want to do with what you're doing, you're not really thinking about it. You're just kind of going through the motions and that in and of itself will create a situation and a feeling of stagnation that is going to make you feel icky and gross. So definitely do this. Take the time. Take the time to sit down and write out your goals and write out the things that you want to achieve. You know, where do you want? Where do I want my podcast to go? Where do I want my musical career to go? You know, and then break them down into smaller measurable goals with reasonable time frames. Look, if I were have this, you know, delusion of grandeur, like in a week, I want to have a million followers on YouTube. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, first of all, I could probably do it if I spent thousands of dollars on advertising, quote unquote, for a company that literally gets you a bunch of bots that subscribe to your channel. But what good does that do? Now you have a channel with a million followers that aren't real. So what good is that? You want it to be organic. You want it to be pure. You want to, you want to have a real honest to goodness following of people that appreciate what the, what you're doing, the work you're doing and the product that you're producing. So these things take time. You need to have more realistic set goals in mind when you do stuff like that. So make sure that whatever you break your goals down into and, and make sure they're realistic and the time frames are realistic you know, completing milestones along the way provides tangible progress that'll motivate you beyond anything I can say to you right now could possibly do because it is the ultimate dopamine hit to put down a bunch of ideas of things you want to accomplish and you hit those milestones. Man, is that a, a huge shot in the arm recently? I've gotten very close to 500 tunes published and produced and put out there. And I had 42 left. I now have 20 left, but those last two albums that I published published, I literally was, it just supercharged me. I'm like, okay, what else can I pull together? I, I need to get this done. I'm doing it before the end of the year and I, I'm on track to do it before or around the middle of November, which I'm just pumped about. But I couldn't have gotten there if I didn't pull back and say, okay, this is what I need. This is the milestone I want to hit. I want to do it before the end of the year. I have three and a half months left. How am I going to get there? How am I going to accomplish that? And then I just started picking that apart and breaking it into, you know, more specific goals and milestones. Just make sure they're specific enough you can actively work towards them. Again, saying a million followers is just kind of ridiculous. What about I want to consistently gain additional followers month over month for the next 12 months with interaction on three to four videos I post every month? You know, that's a reasonable goal, okay? You know, especially if you have a channel with a couple hundred or maybe a few thousand followers. So, um, you know, another thing that people forget to do is take the time to recharge and reflect. I mean, 
it's real easy working for yourself to turn it into a grind because I have access to my studio 24 seven and I can literally just sit here and take all my free time and spend that writing and, you know, podcasting, doing anything else I want to do creatively, but eventually you just burn out, man, you know, and there's also the time that you need to reflect on what you've created. I mean, I need time to go back and edit this. Hopefully, I'll get to a point where the editing process with this become less and less. I'm really kind of, I may not even edit this one that much because I really want it to be a little raw because I want to remind myself, hey, there was a point in the beginning of the podcast where you're speaking, especially off, off script, because right now I've got some talking points in front of me right now, but it's different than the first four or five episodes. I'm literally just going off the top of my head and looking at the talking points and discussing the things I want to talk with you about. However, it's real easy to fall into those pausing moments where you're using the and, uh, mm, uh, mm, and I want to try to get that out of my vernacular as much as possible. Now, granted, there's times where that's important and they have very specific needs in an ongoing narrative. You need pauses. You need to pause so that your audience can literally take in what you just said. That kind of pause right there. Like that's exactly the kind of thing that you need to learn how to do when you're going to communicate in this fashion. If I just spit out everything at you full speed, it'd be unconsumable. And quite frankly, I think the show would probably be pretty boring. <laughs> so so I, part of it for me too is learning pacing and learning how to be comfortable in my own skin, in my own voice. and even when I don't have a guest or somebody to ping off of, I should be able to have a conversation with a quote unquote pseudo audience out there and have the pauses I need to allow them to have the reflection they need from the things I'm saying. So I think that's really important, but seriously celebrate, you know, celebrate taking the time to recharge and reflect. I do that by actually scheduling out time that I don't do production stuff, which is, I, it's still kind of rare. I still, I have to be a lot better about that, but honestly, stepping away provides perspective. One thing I do do is I will take a battery of work that's in progress and I'll throw it up on a Google drive and I'll go for a long run or a long bike ride and I'll, I'll listen to and reflect on the pieces that I've been doing in the studio. That has two purposes for me. Number one, it's kind of like a passive review because I'm engaged in some other activity. So I'm listening to the music passively or the podcast and getting a real perspective of it because I'm kind of distracted. So I'm listening to the audio and I'm enjoying whatever it is about it that I wanted to enjoy. But I also hear things differently because on earbuds or in the car, I'll hear things differently than my studio. I mean, I've got a nasty Klipsch subwoofer and some really good Mackie studio monitors. So 
the sound that quality that I get in my studio is phenomenal. I hear all the range and everything, but the truth is, is that that's not necessarily how people are going to hear it when they stream it on Spotify or they're listening to a YouTube on their phone and they're just using the phone speaker. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways that I try to listen to my music to get an idea what else needs to be edited about it. So one would argue that maybe I am at, I am working rather when I'm going to do these runs and, and biking or whatever and listening to this stuff again, but it's a lot more casual than doing it in the studio In the studio. I feel like I'm under pressure. I'm like under the gun. Like I got to get this done. Taking whatever you're working on, whether it's music or whatever your thing is and getting a different perspective by getting out of that environment is a really cool way to recharge and reflect on the work that you've been doing. And it kind of renews your purpose too, because you, you think about how this music is affecting you in a more passive environment, which is, you know, Hey, like the purpose of this is to listen to it. It's not just trying to get from this bridge, this chorus to this, this solo to the whatever, you know, uh, it's supposed to be enjoyable too. <laughs> so you want to make sure that that's happening. You get a big picture reflection on what you're doing and you connect again with your original passion and the meaning behind your work. You know, that's, that's the whole idea is, Hey, is this really being authentic to who you are and who you're trying to be as an artist or as a person or as a creator? Um, Another thing I like to do is celebrate small wins. You know, look how far I've come, blah, blah, blah. You know, making a habit of acknowledging this and appreciating that is super important. I think in our culture today, our high speed culture of, you know, trying to work so hard and get so much done in one day, we often forget to celebrate our little wins. The little stuff is great. You know, I hit a milestone of 42 or 44 albums worth of music produced. Now, it sounds ridiculous when I say that out loud sometimes, because I mean, what artist out there has a, a body of work of 40 something albums and they've only been publishing for between two and three years? I mean, it's crazy. And a lot of that's new stuff. I mean, I had, I, when I was younger, I had a hard drive full of MIDI song recordings that have been lost to the annals of time because the hard drive failed and I could never get them back. And there, there's tons of songs and music I wrote over the years that are just gone forever. I mean, I've got an, an old Pro Tools setup that literally I, there's probably dozens, if not a hundred song ideas or finished products that are gone forever. You know, so when I first started publishing stuff, I only had about 100, 120 songs that were in a position to be released. So everything else I've done, I've done in the last couple of years. And I just I look back on it and I reflect on the different styles and everything. I'm like, that's freaking I, I'm amazed that I can do that. Um, and, and even the months that I don't do that, like there's some months I'm like, oh, I got in me this month is I got a couple of meditation tunes that I can finish up. And I know I have some content creators out there that are very interested in getting some more fresh idea backgrounds for 
their meditation videos and all right so i released eight meditation tunes this month wasn't much but like listen it's eight songs i hadn't published before so celebrate your small wins in whatever you do i do it weekly daily monthly because all those small wins add up to the big picture which is me building this catalog of music and i'm rapidly approaching being halfway to a thousand which if you asked me a couple years ago i'd tell you you were nuts but i am steamrolling in that direction so celebrate celebrate also focus on continuing continuing your learning and your growth look just because i've been playing a musician a, a instrument for a couple decades doesn't mean that i've learned everything there is to learn about it in fact far from it if i'm being completely honest there's a lot about theory that I'm not familiar with, but some people that are supporters of and or fans of my music would probably prefer I didn't do anything with that because part of the uniqueness of my music is that I play and write by ear without any regard to whether theoretically it makes sense, you know, musically. I just like the way something sounds and I put it, I put those things together and some things that normally won't be juxtaposed against each other musically, I put together and I love the way it sounds and I get a lot of good response for most of it. So, you know, that's awesome. But that being said, if, if it's not about, if it's not about theory, then it's about some of the tools you got, you know, I have many software synthesizers that if I'm honest, I, I relegate to mostly the the patches and tweak them a little bit to get them to sound the way that I want, whether it's through some effects processing or delays or um, you know other other ways of mastering things towards the end end of the production process. But there's plenty of things I can do with some of that software to expand my music base. So those that's areas that I can. I can improve on tremendously. I can go in there and do tutorials on YouTube, learn more about the software that I'm already using. Logic itself, my God, Logic has a ton, a ton of resources out there on YouTube for free. There's a company called Mac Pro Video that does a bunch of videos, a video series on not only Logic, but Native Instruments, which is a a VST, a, a software synthesizer, or, you know, software instrument company that they deep dive into a bunch of their different products. So you can literally go in there, go out there and spend a few hours a week just training on some of the tools you already have and learn more about it and then expand your ability to create even better with the tools you already have. I, I fall into this habit of getting excited when somebody comes out with a new VST software instrument. Anytime I say VST, by the way, I'm referring to like a software synthesizer, but I'll probably define it every time just in case somebody comes in here and is like, what VST, what the hell is he talking about? Um, and there's my, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll see something new, like a ukulele thing that just came out recently from native instruments. And I want to do some tunes that have that, have that in it like like island music and that kind of thing and you know every time you buy something like that it's 50 bucks 100 bucks 150 bucks 
and you don't necessarily have to do that. It could be part of your library already, but it's really, you get this FOMO, you know, fear of missing out whenever you, this new software comes out and you're just like, shit, I gotta have this. I gotta, I gotta get this new piece of equipment. And that's not always the case. A lot of times the stuff that you've already got is freaking awesome. You just haven't fully exposed yourself to all the, all the opportunity that those, those software pieces can offer you. So, you know, you know, apply, apply what you're, you learn from any of the stuff that you train on and you can make some meaningful improvements, not only to your workflows, but also to the music you're producing or the content you're producing. Because I mean, there's Canva stuff out there for you content creators. There's um, Camtasia training on out there for you content creators. Um, you know, DaVinci Resolve, any, any of the software out there that makes, you know, beautiful content. There's plenty of training out there and there's plenty of people willing to show you new tricks, new releases, what that has to offer. So, you know, you know, get your, get your hands in there, get dirty, get your feet wet in some of the new features of things. Uh, but I say all these things, another thing to think about when you're feeling burnout or you feel like your motivation and creativity are kind of lacking is uh, prioritize, prioritize taking care of yourself. It may, it may mean that you need time for you. Now, does that mean you've missed a vacation or need a few extra days off that week? Maybe, maybe. Uh, have, have you kind of lacked in other areas of your life with your family, friends, uh, personal health? Maybe exercise. Good, good example of that for me was this past weekend. I found out two and a half weeks ago that a deferred entry into the Clearwater Half Marathon for rock and roll was either use it or lose it. So I couldn't defer it again. I had to either run the race or resolve myself to the fact that I blew like 100, 150 bucks on this race that I'm just not going to get a medal for and I'm not going to participate in. So I made it a point to, I'd taken the summer off because it's been god awful hot here in Florida and I don't like treadmills. So usually summer is a time when my cardio kind of, kind of fails and, and I, I miss out on it a little bit. So two, two and a half weeks ago, I started running again. And I didn't do much. I only ran three times, and the longest one I did was eight. And if I'm being honest, I ran a little more than half of it. So a week ago today, Monday, it would have been it would have been about four or five miles I did, and a half marathon is 13.1. Well, I did go do that half marathon this Sunday, and it was incredibly therapeutic and cathartic because what I thought I couldn't do, I thought I was going to be walking like three quarters of it. And when in fact, I managed to do 10 miles in under two hours, which just blew me away considering I had zero training. Up. Normally you train from weeks, you know, at least several weeks, if not three months prior to a half marathon. Some people do it a lot longer, but I managed to do that first 10 miles in less than two hours. And then I gave myself a break and let myself walk, run the rest of it. 
So it ended up being like 240, 245, something like that, which I didn't care because that, that first 10 miles, I felt like a champion. And those are like, that's like talking about the small wins. I kind of let my personal exercise routine and everything go by the wayside, but found out very quickly that with a few weeks of rekindling my legs, so to speak, I was able to get back on the horse and run a reasonably timed, no trained in advance race. I mean, I'm still feeling it today. My legs are like jello, but you know, I'll get over it. Um, another area to think about is staying positive during challenges. Look, roadblocks are going to happen. Technical problems, writer's block, industry changes, etc. Um, take the time to frame these as opportunities to learn and grow rather than catastrophize them. Look, I, there's been times I had, <laughs> here's a good one. I, my sound bank for all my software synthesizers, for some reason, at one point, the hard drive I was using, it wasn't solid state. It was one of the ones that have to kind of, they have to kind of like ramp up to, to access. So this thing would take sleeping every once in a while. And I'd get pattern interrupts when I was in the middle of recording and I'd have the, the program fail. So I went out and spent extra money on a four terabyte solid state drive external so that that wouldn't happen anymore. Well, I was using it for about a month, month and a half with no problems. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, the port that it was connected to just wouldn't recognize the damn drive. And it really, really pissed me off to the point where I was like, I was totally gung-ho that day to start putting down some ideas and super excited and super motivated. And that just crushed everything for me because I was like, damn it. I'm like, I, I have idea of the software I wanted to use or whatever. Well, I had to put it aside because I got so furious. I felt like I was going to break something. And I'm like, that's not something I want to do with the studio and the equipment I have. So walked away, took a breather, came back to it the next day and ended up plugging it into a different computer and coming back. It's just one of those weird plug and play things that happened where it just didn't want to recognize it for a second. And then all of a sudden it recognized it. No rhyme or reason, just some weird iOS thing that, that popped up. And man, I, <laughs> sometimes those situations just blow my mind. It's like, why did that happen? Like I was, I was going to be productive. I was going to be heading towards my goal faster, faster than I thought I'd ever could possibly be. But for whatever reason, the universe pushed back and said, nope, you need to take a breath, take a breather and not do anything about that today. So. Patience and persistence usually pay off. Sometimes you don't realize it in the moment, in the heat of the moment, when you're pissed off about something. But trust me, sometimes it's a reason to pivot and be like, hey, you know what? Today, uh, I was going to be productive about being creative or whatever. Maybe I should relegate myself to some of the administrative stuff I have to do. Like, I don't know, check on my books and make sure all my emails are up to date or pay some bills or whatever. So that's what I've learned to do is to pivot when I get frustrated and demotivated like that. 
by something that's completely out of my control. So try not to get stuck in disappointment in that those situations. Use it as a positive and pivot and switch gears and you can still make it a win. You could still make the day a win, which is awesome. Another thing is to to do that I think a lot of us that are stubborn and thick-headed, pinheaded, I think it yeah, the, those are the right words, I think, is ask for feedback and help when you need it. I tend to carry the baton for everything. And anybody that's their own business owner or running their own show for the most part probably feels the same things. You know, it's it's real easy to fall into the funk of, well, I've got to get all this done and I've got to develop this and I've got to design this copy and I've got to do this social media campaign and I've got to produce this music. Oh, and I've still got to do all my administrative work and I happen to be the accounting and finance person for this. So I have to do that, you know, and I have clients and I have this and I have that. And the next thing, you know, you, uh, you've got so much on your plate that you don't even know where to start. And that's a horrible place to be because getting, getting to the point where you can't move because of too many things. Well, that's, that comes back to, uh, you know, kind of chunking things and, and going back and making specific goals and breaking those out into actionable pieces. Sometimes when you have too many things going on, we, we ball this all up into one big ball and that makes something seem way too overwhelming. And I, there's some reason that our brains gravitate back to that because we all suffer from this. We all do this to ourselves. We know we could take out five micro tasks and say, look, these things could take me an hour and I just take these out and I'll do them one by one. And if that's all I do today, then today is a win. But no, no. What ends up happening is we get overwhelmed by the big list. We bunch everything together. We fall into that same funk and situation. And it becomes a grind. And then you feel that same thing again. You feel that same demotivation. You feel that same nasty feeling about keeping things interesting. And everything starts to feel like a grind again. So you gotta you gotta be able to look at things and and pivot and pivot and ask for the feedback and the help when you need it and the best way to do that connect with others it provides a fresh insight when you're stuck in a rut colleagues friends mentors uh, i mean anybody that can give you constructive feedback and advice and support I mean, there's plenty of people in your lives that have probably had the same challenges that you've had, maybe not necessarily in the same industry or the same exact situation that you're challenged with, but we all go through the same things, basically. They're just different flavors and colors. Sometimes all it takes is brainstorming with them and innovating ways to fix the problem. And it might just be a sentence or two that a friend or a family member or a colleague or coworker can offer you that'll, that, that input 
can propel your motivation and put you on the path to solving the problem or just getting things done again when you're in this rut of indecision or procrastination or just flat out demotivated because you felt like everything was turning into a grind yet again, you know? So keep that in mind, asking for feedback, asking for help and using people as springboards to bounce things off of and get some ideas and even help, you know? Another area to make sure that you're focusing on is maintaining balance in your life. Look, I, I could probably write a thousand songs this year. It would be at the, you know, I don't know, chagrin of everybody else in my life that cares even an ounce about me because I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't spend time doing anything with anybody. I mean, it's completely unrealistic and it's unhealthy. I mean, for me to flat out just spend time doing, I mean, I, you wouldn't be able to relate musically to anything because you're not having experiences. Three quarters of the time I come up with cool stuff is because I've had some interesting interaction or life experience or something that motivates me to sonically produce something that's a manifestation of the feelings I experience in life. And that's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of cool to be able to tell my life story through sound. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. It really is. It's, it's a blessing. It's a gift. And I really enjoy it. But it wouldn't exist without that balance. It wouldn't exist without me balancing out my life so that when I take the time, and don't get me wrong, there's times that I actually will sit down in the creative process and spend chunks of time devoted specifically to that with no interruptions and no interaction with anybody else. But that's scheduled, that's specific. If I were to do that all the time, I don't know that I would produce anything that anybody could relate to. So it's super important, you know, you know, don't let it consume your whole life. <laughs> Setting boundaries and keeping space for relationships, hobbies, my running, for example, you know, running this weekend was a great distraction. It was cathartic to my goals of achieving better physical health and and better cardiovascular health and gave me a perspective on, on some of the stuff that I had under production. I mean, hell that night after the, after the run, I published another album. I finalized some of the pieces and pushed them through. So I, it's super important to maintain balance in your life. And, you know, especially outside of your primary career. Um, it often means when motivation wanes, it often means other important areas of life are being neglected. I mean, that's another thing is that it's, it's signaling to you that you're letting something else go and you need to take the time to focus on those areas. And when you do, your brain will free up 
from those other obligations so you can come back to the creative aspect of your life and be like, oh, I've got a renewed, refreshed sense of creativity, of release, of, I don't know, just mindset that will help you get to where you need to be again creatively or whatever, again, whatever work that you do. You know, restoring balance so that everything you do feels fulfilling, not like the endless grind that you can fall into by working yourself to pieces and neglecting the rest of your life. Another thing to think about is having an appreciation of the creative process. You remember, like, fulfillment comes from, like, being fully immersed in yourself and the creative process. And it's not just the end result. Like, I've got this long-term goal of 1,000, 2,000 plus, 2,500 songs. If I could just snap my fingers today and suddenly have all that, it would not be the same. It would not be the same as the journey it's going to take me to get there. And all the musical styles and the music I come up with along the way, all of that is going to be so much more interesting and so much more fulfilling than the end game, which is why I'm so excited about this. It's just, it's just so much fun knowing that at some point I'm going to reflect back on all that journey and the journey is going to be what was fun and what was rewarding and everything else. And even the, you know, whatever monetary or income based, you know, goal I have for the long term that comes of all of this great but really it's the process it's the process of of getting there it, even a podcast episode or song that ter- doesn't turn out perfect like this one this is not going to be a perfect episode it has value to me it has value to me i want to hear what i sound like when i'm off script i want to hear what i sound like when I'm trying to produce something that's authentic and pure and a part of me, I want you guys to hear me. I want you to know what it's like to be a creator, be creative, and have these feelings. Have these feelings of, you know, some days this is a grind, man. Some days this, I don't know, I don't know if anybody's interested in this. Well, you have these self doubts. You're like, oh, does anybody really care? It's funny. When I say I say that out loud, it's funny because the universe always has a way of telling me that that's just a bunch of garbage that my brain is saying to me. Because I have said that a couple of times in this journey so far in the last few years. Not a lot, not a lot, because I've been very excited about this. But there are a few times that I've fallen into a, a pattern with some of my songs or whatever and I'm like, ah, you know, am I just going to, am I writing the same thing over and over again? Am I, I mean, this doesn't sound, this album, there's a lot of songs on this album that sound very similar. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and I get in this rut or whatever. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I, you know, same self doubt that anybody has that's taken on some massive endeavor and is only, let's say I'm technically about 20% there, which isn't too bad, not too shabby for two and a half year, two and a half, three years. And I'll get an email from, or a comment from somebody on YouTube or an email directly, just 
of pure appreciation of my work or something that touched them or spoke to them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I don't know why I had that thought. It's dumb. You're, you can't control your thoughts, man. You, your brain's going to spit these things out and try to like make sense of the world around you. And if it has too long to think in one moment, it's going to try and subverse, you know, subvert your feelings and who you are and where you're, you're driving towards. It's going to try and get you back to like the comfort zone, the normal place. Like, oh man, you know, right now you feel uncomfortable. You can feel real good if you go back to this nine to five. That bullshit. You know, nobody needs that. You know, don't do that to yourself. Don't ever do that to yourself. You know, appreciate, appreciate the creative process. The personal growth and learning will motivate you to keep producing. Enjoy every step of your journey. Whatever that journey is, do it. Do it. And you will not get demotivated. And you will not feel like it's a grind. Just remember, every piece of the puzzle is part of a whole. And you need every piece to make it complete. The path to success in any endeavor has its share of dull spots. But listen, by actively working to rekindle your spark with fresh challenges and perspective, you will stay driven. I do. I mean, one of my newest goals and ideas is twice a week, I try to knock down 10, 15 ideas, two days a week. And no edits, no presumption. I may have an idea of the styles I want to start with. So say like I'm jumping into like five orchestral pieces and I'm like, I'm going to get five ideas down. That's it. I'm going to do five comedy ideas. I don't care how big, how far they go or how short they go. I could spend five seconds on an idea with just a little line or I could spend 50 minutes developing an idea. Doesn't matter. I'm going to come up with 10 to 15 twice a week. I made that determination because I thought by the end of the year, I will have easily a thousand plus ideas that even if I threw away half of them, that's 500 ideas a year that I come up with simply based on habit and a system of coming up with ideas that I do not edit myself in the process of. So. I thought it was brilliant. So far, it's been working out really well. I've had that collaboration with myself three or four times now to the point where I feel like there may be some weeks I'm going to throw that idea out because I have just too many ideas to expand upon and explore. So I think it's a great idea, you know, uh, an idea, I, idea, idea. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, an idea generating day that allows me to sit there and just play around and play because that's the idea of all this, all that any work that's worth doing, you should be able to play. You should be able to play and explore and come up with new ideas and take two things that you normally had separated, bring them together and be like, aha, have that aha moment. We're like, wow. I wouldn't have thought to do that if I hadn't stopped thinking for a second and just did the thing, which is create. Um, remember, your purpose 
and the joy in your achievements. I mean, those things, you need to find that place for yourself and staying motivated and not feeling like your life or the, that your life's work is a grind is so important. Uh, have an open mindset focused on your growth, focused on you and focused on being, you know, a classic example here. I literally was finishing up this whole thing and my mic died. So I'm actually going to put this in the edit because that's kind of fun. This one's going to be raw, 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 but I was basically wrapping up this episode talking about how the path to success in any endeavor has its share of dull spots, but actively working to rekindle your spark with fresh challenges and perspective, you'll stay driven. Listen, get out there, get out there and make sure that you're staying motivated, that you set specific goals and milestones. Like we talked about, add some variety to keep things interesting. Take the time out to recharge and reflect. Listen, do things that are outside of this creative endeavor so that you can come back with a new perspective. Celebrate the small wins. Listen, it's about the journey, not the destination. Destination's great, but if you didn't enjoy the whole time there, what's the point? Focus on continual learning and growth. I mean, reminding yourself that you're not, you don't know everything, even if you're some phenomenal cellist, one of the top in the world, there's still something you can learn about that instrument and the craft that you have. So always, always, always focus on continual learning and growth. You know, prioritize taking care of yourself. You know, if, if the, if the vessel isn't being taken care of, if you're not in a place that the other aspects of your life are being taken care of and under control, you're never going to be able to create or to do the things that you want to do or to achieve the things that you want to achieve because you're going to be too distracted by the things that need to get done and you haven't made time for it because you're way too super hyper-focused on this other aspect of your life. And stay positive during challenges. Not everything's going to go right. Remind yourself of that. It, there's days that they won't, and when those days come up, pivot to something that in my case, I pivot to something that is rudimentary or administrative or whatever, just because I feel like that's a win no matter what. I get this thing done. Asking for feedback and help, maintaining balance and appreciating the creative process, all these things, all these things are going to help you, help you on your path and help you stay motivated and keep things interesting whenever your work or the creative endeavor that you do starts to feel like a grind. Everyone, thanks again so much for being a part of the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast, our eighth episode. Getting close to double digits here. I'm excited. And I'm excited to hear some feedback. So anybody that's that's got any feedback or wants to reach out or has any questions, future show ideas, anything of that nature feel free to drop me a line at timkuligfreemusic at gmail.com. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And thanks again for listening to the Tim Kulig Free Music Podcast.